The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to stop wasting time and make a shift towards enhanced productivity? Welcome to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, featuring your host, David B. Savage. In our program, we will show you how leaders and their organizations are using collaboration to innovate and move ahead of their competition. It's not just about customers or employees or the board. It's working together throughout your company and with your stakeholders. Now, here is David B. Savage. You are a leader who has great vision and yet feels constrained. Go from challenge and complexity to innovation and success with collaboration. We're at a time in human history where we are educated and connected and have the resources available like never before, now. Leaders and companies are making this essential shift now. Welcome listeners across the planet. I believe I now have listeners in about 12 countries. I'm so thankful for you. In my upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, I set out 10 steps that are essential to successful collaboration. This radio show podcast theme is Listen Deeply, and that's step 7 of 10. We're making great progress going through the 10 steps, one each week. I'm delighted to provide you with the insight and stories of my collaborative network. I challenge anyone to show me where they can find connection to 45, yes, 45 experts in collaborative leadership around the world where you can listen to them anytime and at any place at no cost to you. Download my con- my podcast from my website, davidbsavage.com or Voice America Business Channel, Breakthrough DS with Collaboration or iTunes. Step in and step up. This show features... My contacts, people I have a great long-term respect for. Vicki Winterton, Expert Insights Publishing, Alto, New Mexico. Tara Russell, Social Impact Travel, Fathom Cruise Lines, Boise, Idaho. Stephen Smith, Alberta Energy Regulator, Calgary, Alberta. And Linda Mathy, MJM Grand Enterprises, Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Key messages today include, one, learn to listen at several levels to understand what is really going on. Yeah, several levels. There's at least three, maybe six levels you can listen at. Learn that. Listen for what isn't said, but is meant. Two, create sustainable social impact models by collaborating with people, governments, corporations who align through social impact. This is a strategic advantage and your human impact journey. Three, collaboration requires a high level of respect and trust. Walk your talk every day, every day, every moment. Be. Be. Not do. Be. Here's a quote from my upcoming book on step seven. Listen deeply. 
realize what wants to be heard and is not spoken. My friend Tina Spiegel of Australia gave me this quote from my book. She's one of the hundred people I quote in my book. To listen is vital. It means that you take on afresh what a person is saying without interference or, or judgment. Thanks, Tina. There is a reason we have two ears, two eyes, but only one mouth. Early in my career, when I was participating in boardroom discussions, I would spend most of my time thinking about how best to state what I wanted others to understand. This took me out of the discussion and into my head and away from the discussion at hand and away from my heart. In doing so, I missed so much opportunity to hear the others and build on that conversation, the one in front of me as opposed to the one in my head. With my experience and confidence, I soon learned that by listening first and talking later, my contributions were far more valued. By having faith that I knew what I wished others to understand after hearing them, I could craft my communications appropriately. Stephen Covey, you know this quote, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Seems that might actually be a religious quote as well. Now, I'm a trained professional certified coach, and I've been trained to listen at level one. Listen to my internal voice. Listen at level two. Listen with intense focus on the client. Intense focus. Listen at level three. Sense the entire room and its energy. What's really going on? What's the shadow? What's the triggers? What's, are people leaning back? Are they leaning in? Are they with me? Or is there friction? Listen to that and communicate with that. Try all three levels of listening. Try it with your wife or husband, friends and colleagues. How well do you really listen? People want to be heard. People want to be witnessed. They deserve your full attention. If you find that you are becoming distracted or judging or already working on solutions, then you are not listening. Let it go and come back in the conversation. Listen for what is said and what is heard but not said. If you are really listening, what does your internal voice tell you? Are you able to notice tension or confusion or deception? What does your intuition inform you? What doesn't fit with the words being said? What needs clarification? If there's only one person who does not agree, discover what they may teach us. We tend to minimize the dissidents. Instead, explore together what is not understood or accepted. Vicki Winterton is a very special guest and somebody that's helped me a lot in my publishing and branding career. She is a, an exceptional collaborator. Uh, you can find out more about Vicki at bestsellerlaunchpad.com or getty.com. Uh, Vicki Winterton is the founder of Expert Insights Publishing, home of the best-selling and award-winning books and magazines where visionaries and those on the rise come together to create immediate impact. Expert Insights Publishing is built on the solid foundation of over 25 years of expertise in promotion, publishing, product development, networking, and success. Fortune 100 companies and individuals across the globe know Vicki for fostering powerful and loyal relationships and supporting her 
communities in wildly creative, unique, and wonderful ways. She is a number one international bestseller, and I've got to say that I'm delighted that uh, I am in one of her international bestseller books, Ready, Aim, Excel. Uh, a few years ago, I think it might have been three to five years ago now, Vicki, you put me in with 51 others, including Marshall Goldsmith, into the book Ready, Aim, Excel, A Weekly Guide to Personal Professional Leadership. It became an international business bestseller on Amazon. If you uh, want to take a look or buy it, either go to Amazon.com or you can go to my website, savagemanage.com slash resources. Uh, and, and I think that's a perfect example where just like this radio show where over a 15-week uh, fall 2015 session, uh, I've got 35 guests. Uh, Vicki has outdone me. She's had uh, some of the most influential, wealthy people in the world on her stage and on her pages and some of the rest of us. So, Vicki, welcome and uh, what else might you want to share with our listeners about you and the work that you do? Oh, well, thank you so much, David. It's just a pleasure to be here. And um, I have to say that our whole thrust and our whole purpose of being for business is to help people get their stories out. And many times to help them get their stories out either through broadcasts, magazines, books, uh, in accompanying uh, many other people, as you mentioned, who are household names, even though some of the people may not quite be at that point yet, uh, by by really engaging with those people and in the, the media that we've developed, uh, it really helps them to become quite famous very quickly. It gives them a, a lot of influence. Yeah, it's a great, uh, it's a great tool, a great collaboration. Tell me about your global network. Well, we I actually started advertising going way, way back, and I developed an ad agency when I was in my mid-20s, which was quite a while ago, and uh, we hit eight figures in three years, which was a lot of money back then, and we were acquired, and um, I, I realized with that ad agency and with the consulting and coaching I've done and now with all the publishing and broadcasts that we're doing, uh, it all uh, it really revolves around relationship building. And um, I realized that the one thing that all of these things that I've done with my life have in common is I really look at myself as a, a collaborator and um, almost an intermediary between people who need something and, and people who can supply it. And so that has been true with everything I've done. And so collaboration is just huge for us. It, it's, it's the basis on which we're built for everything that we do. Yeah. So you're telling us about how collaboration has impacted your career. Um, is there, is there uh, some significant things that come to your mind right now about uh, stories or people as a result of the impact that you've is the impact that it's had on you, Vicki, but also the impact that you've created uh, in the career of others. Oh, yeah. It's it's just amazing. I'd have to say that the most powerful uh, medium that I have ever worked in is publication of books. 
Uh, it's it's just you know only too well, David, what it can do for your career. We've had people that have opened doors with it for for huge client contracts. I have um, we had a woman's book, and uh, one of our authors took that book in and uh, was able to secure with one interview, one face to face interview, based on her work with women and her desire to really share with women uh, a really fantastic management job for one of the biggest nonprofits out there. So it, it just goes on and on. Uh, it helps people build their platforms. It helps people be able to get speaking engagements and get out there and get known. And one of the things that I really like to stress is not only is it a huge honor to be involved in a book, especially a best-selling book, but it is also, I feel everyone's a really obligation, not just right. They need to get their story out. I had a very dear friend who passed a, a year or two ago, and her name was Joan King, and she was a coach and neuroscientist. And she used to always say that when you do not get your story out, no one else can tell your story the way you do, and it leaves a hole in the world. Hmm. So that's how important. I think it is for people to be able to tell their story so it resonates with people out there that need their help. Many times people don't think they have a strong enough story. And uh, there was a time when I thought I didn't have a strong enough story. And I'm realizing sometimes day-to-day activities and things that you do that you take for granted can really move people's lives in, in just a marvelous way. So it's a tremendous service to the universe. And it's also a, a tremendous privilege for you to be able to do that and, and reap the rewards that having a book brings. Yeah, I really believe that. I, I've had a number of people in my peer network around the world saying, well, why did you work with Vicki? Why, why are you working with Camille Nash at Voice America? Well, I say, let's find the audiences and the community that understands our message, our stories, our hopes, our dreams. Uh, let's, let's make it easily accessible to them. And, and you do that, uh, uh, Camille Nash does that as well. And I guess a, a story that I don't think I've shared with you, Vicki, is, uh, you know, the, the, the golden uh, guy on uh, Ready Aim Excel that we published a few years ago and became an international business bestseller was Marshall Goldsmith. Well, a few months after that, I met Marshall Goldsmith at a conference in Calgary, Canada, we had a good conversation. I invited him to uh, provide his wisdom into my book, Breakthrough to Yes, which will be published uh, in February. And Marshall knew me, thought I was worthwhile, and he, like you, are now in my book, Breakthrough to Yes. So I look at that and I say, this is a global community and we've got like-minded people. Let's, let's take advantage wherever we can with with successful collaborators and and Vicky, I really thank you for that uh, opportunity. Oh, it, it's again, it's a pleasure. It's, it's you know, I, I feel it's really my personal purpose in life. I had a chance to meet Marshall at a very rather mastermind at Miraval Resort about face to face. We'd always talked by phone and done interviews that way. And uh, it was just an extraordinary experience. And I think that Marshall is such a good example of collaboration at the best because, you know, if, if he believes in you, he is so generous with his time. And there are a number of people out there. And I know I, I interviewed uh, a, a wonderful gentleman one time made a comment, you know, we don't 
probably a phenomenal people because we think they're too busy or they wouldn't consider working with us because they don't know us or whatever. And I, I think with collaboration, if you have something to offer them, so many people will say yes. And we've had just extraordinary people because we were willing to ask them that they, if they would like to be showcased. And so many people, it's like the prettiest girl in the high school that doesn't get asked to the prom because everyone thinks she already has a date. <laughs> that's, what one of, that's what one of our authors pointed out to me, um, Jim Stovall. And I, I just looked at it and thought, you know, it's so true. And um, I, you really have to step up with a lot of confidence and the idea that you may get some no's, but the yeses are out there to collaborate in, in abundance with some people that I never dreamed I'd ever meet. And we've gotten to know them really well, partnered with them on a number of different projects. Yes, in this today's world, digital world, uh, there is only one degree of separation. Now, yes. Vicki, as we uh, come to a close, I'm inviting all of my guests to, uh, to challenge our listeners. What is one thing that you would challenge our listeners to do or become more aware of to make their collaborations more successful? I would say, uh, in the words of Joseph Cam- Campbell, that are my favorite words, follow your bliss. If you are doing what you love, you are going to be a delight to be around. You're going to be a delight to work with. And you will be so impassioned by what you do that you will not let anything stop you, including maybe that little fearful of asking someone who's really a big name to collaborate. All of that will come very naturally to you if you're doing what you love. And as Joseph Campbell says, doors will open that you never even knew were there. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Vicki Winterton. Oh, my pleasure. It's always wonderful to spend time with you, David. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Well, listeners, I am just amazed at the quality of interviews that I'm able to do on Breakthrough DS. Uh, Today we have just a huge spirit, a huge generous spirit and a leader for the social impact, Tara Russell. 
president of Fathom, that's F-A-T-H-O-M. Fathom is a social impact company that offers a new category of travel and global impact led by the Carnival Corporation, the world's largest travel and leisure company. Tara generated the idea for Fathom in 2013 and led research, design, and development of the brand, business model, and experience from January 2014 to this past June 2015. She now leads the Fathom team as it offers a unique experience to purpose-driven travelers who desire authentic, meaningful, social impact opportunities. Fathom provides the opportunity to immense in another culture and community and systematically work alongside that community to make relevant contributions that endure. Prior to joining Carnival and creating Fathom, Tara Russell was founder and CEO of Create Common Good. That's createcommongood.org. That's a nonprofit social enterprise that provides training and employment to refugees in a wide variety of other populations with barriers to employment. Since 2009, CCG's createcommongood.org graduates have earned in excess of $18 million in additional wages. Check out Tara Russell Moore at fathom.org. Tara, welcome and thank you so much for being with us today. And tell us more about you and your work. Well, thank you so much for having me today. It's quite an honor. Yeah, so uh, my joy in life has been really trying to figure out what are the unique gifts and talents that I have and how do I use those to best and most significantly impact the world. And so my personal passion is really helping other people connect to their passion. And I love to leverage the opportunity to use business for uh, social impact. And so I'm a firm believer in terms of combining real market demand with social needs and communities and pairing those for sustainable impact. So my background is uh, is a little bit um, diverse in that I started in engineering, and so I'm really an engineer-turned-business person. I spent my first career working in the corporate world for General Motors and Intel and Nike. A lot of that time, I was living and working overseas, especially in Asia, and it was really during that time that I was trying to figure out how to combine my love of business and my desire to have a significant humanitarian impact on the world. And at the time I saw those as two very different paths. And I really felt during that year that the vision became clear to me that I needed to figure out a way to use business for social impact and really think about this space of purpose-driven business. And so that's the adventure that I've been busy on uh, over the last 16 years, building a variety of different startup companies. I've been fortunate to have, you know, lived and worked across the world in different countries and always focused on marginalized community groups. So women uh, living and working in prostitution, families living in slum communities, uh, refugee populations, homeless populations, and lots of other uh, people who often are falling through the cracks and sometimes forgotten about and so it's been my, my real passion to figure out what are market-driven solutions to poverty and to social needs. And so that's really what Create Common Good is about. Create Common Good is a food production company. And we work to empower a lot of these at-risk populations through this food production model 
At the same time, we're selling uh, saleable food products to lots of different restaurants and food service locations day-to-day, week-to-week, and that helps us just fund the model because we all realize that, you know, so many uh, social and humanitarian services cost a great deal of money, and to me, uh, philanthropic efforts only go so far. So really sustaining a strategic operation requires an earned revenue stream, or for me, it has it has often been best to identify and work to build a an earned revenue stream to really sustain that social impact. So that's really what Fathom is about. You know, I have loved uh, living and working and traveling around the world, and so many of our friends uh, and community members have often leaned on us to help them find uh, meaningful opportunities to do social impact efforts on the ground when they travel. And so anecdotally, I've just had the experience of helping other people do trips like this. And yet, as we began to really explore the market and the, the desire out there, we found there's a, there's a large and growing audience that wants to engage with travel that also combines with making a difference. And so that's really what Fathom is about. We say that Fathom is a different kind of cruise uh, for people who want to make a difference. And so we're creating an entirely new category of travel and very focused on this systematic, alongsided opportunity to impact a community and place over time. So it isn't about a one-week trip. It isn't about fragmented efforts. It's a very strategic uh, partnership with a country, with a, a community region, and an opportunity to really amplify some of the great things that are already happening there. Tara, what is the? What are some of the countries? Uh, I believe it's mostly the uh, the uh, Gulf of Mexico uh, region that you travel to. So I have been fortunate to live and work in a variety of places uh, globally, but our efforts with Fathom are focused on two initial partner countries. So our first partner country was the Dominican Republic, uh, and our is our is the Dominican Republic, and our second partner country is Cuba. So. You know, both of those are, you know, down in that region, and we see this as phase one for Fathom as the 10th brand to the Carnival Corporate family, phase one of our social impact efforts. So our goal is really to build scalable impact models that we could replicate to any one of the number of places that we go globally. Just corporately, we have 10 global brands now, including Fathom, and, you know, we visit 700-plus locations around the world. So we have a scale and a platform that allows us, you know, the chance to really touch and influence a large number of communities over time. What, um, you know, it, uh, I got to tell you that uh, I'm sure I'm not uh, the only one listening today that says, I want to go on Fathom. I, I want to create common good while I travel and incorporate it all. Tara, Looking from the other side of the coin, so to speak, uh, there really is no other way to do business, is there? This is this is the way that current and and growing businesses align to their customers' interests, so that by doing this kind of work, we actually create better business. Well, we think it's just smart business, right? And it, I wholeheartedly agree with you. You know, if you think about it, as we do this right which we're very focused on because, you know, our bar is authentic impact. We, we aren't going to do something that isn't genuinely both needed and making a tremendous difference in the region that we're serving. Beyond that, the reality is as we work to 
uh, help these communities flourish, we also create a better atmosphere for all of our travelers to come and visit. So it's a, it's a good, it's a win-win here where by investing in the regions and in the people in these partner communities, our, our travelers, I mean, again, we have 10 global brands and nearly 11 million passengers a year. So, you know, that's 11 million people's experience who is enhanced as they're in that region, you know, as we invest in these communities. So when we do this right, it's an opportunity for our travelers to really grow, to be enriched, and, and our goal is for them to come back different. I mean, we really believe every individual has the opportunity to use their gifts and talents to make a difference in the world in a way that nobody else does. And yet we also believe most people struggle to figure out what's that path and what's that journey supposed to look like. And so what we do is we make it really easy for people to have a sort of human impact journey progress step. So we help them discover what do they care about what are they good at? How do they use those things when they get back home? That's really a huge transformative opportunity for us with the travelers. And then in the places that we go, you know, by coming alongside these efforts that perhaps couldn't invest as fully in what we're doing, you know, we're, we're radically affecting the education outcomes in the region. We're radically affecting the economic development opportunities in the region. And we're making a hugely uh, positive contribution to the environmental efforts in the region. And so it's, it's uh, both what the market wants to do, but there's obviously real need in communities globally. And it's just what we believe is, is real sustainable development. It's, it's, um, it's good for everyone. Everybody wins. Tara Russell, as we close this interview, what is one thing that you wish to challenge or encourage our audience to do as they reset their vision on collaboration? Yeah, well, you know, I just believe so much in having a very kind of student-minded, humble approach to everything in life. You know, I, I love to learn, and my sort of lifelong commitment is to keep learning. And I think, you know, collaboration requires a very humble posture and just this kind of student perspective. I think recognizing that we all have something to learn in any relationship um, is one of the most uh, helpful pieces when you're pulling off any collaboration. So that's just one thing to perhaps kind of think about as you enter into new potential partnership opportunities. Thank you so much, Tara Russell, president of Fathom. This has been awesome. And thank you for uh, speaking to our listeners on a very busy day for you. Uh, It's a treat to be with you. Thanks so much. Take care. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. 
See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Today we've got Stephen Smith. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. We've known each other for a long time. He's a 1979 graduate of the Southern Alberta Institute of Technology, Petroleum Tech Program, and has been with the regulator in its various forms, EUB, ERCB, and now the Alberta Energy Regulator since his graduation in 79. Stephen has worked throughout the organization doing reserves, applications, audits, and led the, the facilities applications areas. And for our listeners uh, around the world, the Alberta Energy Regulator is the entity, the uh, non-government regulatory agency that uh, actually holds uh, court, makes the the approvals, sets the processes uh, for energy development in the province of Alberta, Canada. In 1996, Stephen worked with several consultants in the Alberta or the Calgary Chamber of Commerce to assist in the development and implementation of the Alberta Energy Regulators Appropriate Dispute Resolution Program, and has been an advocate of ADR ever since. You know, here's a piece where uh, I know Stephen and I, along with Arden Berg, Bill Remmer, Dave Gould, Noel Ray and many others in industry and the AER and the communities in Alberta came together. Uh, it's it's high conflict, high emotions, high engagement, high money, and uh, Stephen was an important part of creating that uh, regulatory ADR program and process. Since that time, uh, Stephen has taken an even easier road in Fort McMurray as executive manager of oil sands and then as executive manager of applications uh, branch at the ERCB. Uh, one of the thing, another one of the places where Steve and I have worked together is with respect to tailings bonds. And I know that uh, tailings bonds in the Canadian oil sands is a trigger for some of our listeners and, and many around the globe, both positive and negative. And uh, I'm just proud to uh, say that my friend Stephen Smith has been adamant that we do better and we do right and we balance all the interests while we move forward. Uh, there was recently uh, a, an election in Alberta with respect to the uh, province of Alberta. And since that election, uh, Stephen Smith is now working with the National and International Stakeholder and Government Relations Division to bring the AER's regulatory experience to other energy regulators and jurisdictions. Uh, while the Alberta Energy Regulator, the, this is my soapbox, uh, sometimes has been um, criticized, uh, it is really world-class. It has dealt with these 
challenges in so many ways. So welcome, Stephen Smith. Enough about talking about uh, your bio. Um, what would you like our listeners to know more about, and, and how do they learn more about you and the Alberta Energy Regulator? Well, um, thanks for that very kind introduction, Dave. Uh, it, uh, it, it has been a long time that we've worked together on a number of very sort of seminal issues, uh, particularly important for um, the public in Alberta, and uh, and I think in terms of regulatory excellence, uh, one of the one of the things that the uh, regulators strive for uh, for many years. Um, if you want to know more about the Alberta Energy Regulator, there's certainly uh, our website has uh, has some excellent information on all of the different services, uh, the ways that we engage our applications processes, our dispute resolution processes. Uh, you know, certainly if you're a, um, a resident of Alberta, a member of the public, and uh, and you're uh, interested or concerned about oil and gas development in the province, that website's a perfect place to go uh, and learn more about us as a, as an organization. So just uh, before we get into some more detailed questions, tell us a little bit more, Stephen, about your work with the National and International Stakeholder and Government Relations Division. That's, that's quite the collaboration and quite the title right there. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting evolution of of, uh, of work uh, here at the AER, and and it's numerous as you reflected on numerous um, iterations and uh, manifestations over the years. Um, we have always, though, as a provincial regulator, and and our chief concern and focus is certainly the regulatory framework in Alberta and developing the province's resources uh, in the public interest. Um, we have always been sought out by other jurisdictions. Uh, we host um, 30 to 40 different delegations a year uh, from uh, national and international uh, regulators looking to see how we as, a, as an organization do our work uh, to the level that we do. Um, just as a point of context, Alberta has some of uh, the world's third largest resources of oil and gas uh, globally um, and uh, and we've been regulating that resource for almost 80 years and so we have a huge um, responsibility and we have a huge um, amount of experience in how to manage that particularly when it comes to managing issues such as uh, stakeholder or, or public concerns uh, related to oil and gas development and you're right we're Criticized uh, uh, often by uh, by people that uh, um, see our work as as uh, promoting development, but uh, in actuality, our job is really one about balancing the needs of all of the parties in the process. Uh, and uh, and in fact, if we've done a if we actually do end up pleasing somebody too much, we're we're uh, we're we're probably not doing our job very well. Uh, the national and international component is one that has taken a, a, a larger uh, perspective here in the last little while in that uh, we're now, I think, more actively trying to learn from other jurisdictions and, and help them and assist them more proactively in learning about how we regulate the oil and gas business here in Alberta. So, Stephen, tell me uh, specifically a little more about the role of uh alternate dispute resolution in the regulatory framework? Well, we've always 
tried to uh, to uh, engage with the public with uh, with other parties. Uh, sometimes we have industry to industry disputes, and, and we need to work through those. The majority of the ones that are of high profile for us, and certainly you know a specific concern, are the ones where the public are, feel like they're being impacted by oil and gas development, and, and feel like they need to be heard better uh, through the process. Uh, dispute and more formal dispute resolution, as you're familiar because you helped us and supported us in the development of that process here at the AER, uh, previously the ERCB, uh, was finding some more structured way of, of giving people support through that process, um, helping our staff understand that process better so that they were better uh, able to implement uh, that engagement and to do it in in ways that was supported by the best education of the time in in those concepts, doing interest based negotiation instead of trying to defend positions, um, and and that support and that education really I think facilitated our ability um, to manage the disputes, put the issues on the table, have people think about why it was that they they had concerns around oil and gas development, and 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 get to the core of what it was that they were concerned about in a very practical and pragmatic way. Um, you know, at, at times in our organization, we processed as many as 50 or 60,000 applications a year. And in those years, um, the requirement to go to a sort of more formal arbitration um, at a, a formalized hearing process, which is both time-consuming and, and very costly, uh, has only been required to occur on, in, in a dozen or so cases. So when you're processing 50,000 applications on only a dozen of them actually require that level of arbitration, then the, the continuum of dispute resolution that occurs between the application being um, considered by the company and then their stakeholder engagement being done and getting to a point where you can resolve the matters and it has to be turned over to a panel of, uh, of, of folks to do arbitration um, means that the dispute resolution process that we have in place here organizationally think works very well. Does that mean that everybody's always happy with it? No. Um, but it does mean that, that uh, I think everybody gets their opportunity to be heard, to be understood, uh, to feel like they've been heard and understood, uh, and, uh, and allows us to come to a decision that's, uh, well, essentially in the best interest of the province. Yeah, that is just so critical. And getting the parties to get together face-to-face and actually yeah. listen to each other is critical. Now, be- yeah. before we end this interview, Stephen, um, is there one thing that you could challenge our listeners to become more aware of or do more frequently with respect to collaboration? Uh, well, I think it's it's uh, it's really about you know being exercising integrity in the communication making sure that that you know when you're when you're talking about the issues that you have you're talking about the issues not your position um, you know quite often we get we get companies you know that get polarized with stakeholders around certain pieces um, and when they don't think about why it is that they're they're they're, they're defending the position that they have the, the sense of reason within the discussion gets lost you know, if people exercise integrity around the issues that are really of concern to them, then you can work on the issues and resolving the issues rather than on defending positions. And that, that really, for me, is the critical piece that people need to, need to get to. Thank you so much, Stephen Smith of the Alberta Energy Regulator, for your wisdom and your commitment 
to the public oh. and to the economy. Uh, you're more than welcome, Dave, and thanks very much for the invitation. We've just heard about the focus and processes of the Alberta Energy Regulator. The AER has been creating its role in systems through networks in Alberta and across the world. The AER is seen as a model for others around the world. They have recently worked with Penn State University in developing their Regulatory Excellence Program. Stephen's challenge to you included, exercise integrity in your communications and relationships. Early in November 2015, I convened an interactive presentation titled Rethink Stakeholder Engagement and Regulatory Processes. That was at a Synergy Alberta annual conference in Calgary. I poked several bears. Yeah, I poked the AER, Synergy Alberta, the National Energy Board of Canada, Professional Landmen, the Canadian Environmental Assessment Agency, and others. I've been convening stakeholder engagement, conflict resolution, conflict engagement, all of these things for a good part of my career, bringing people in roundtables, circles together to build respect. And I think the system is broken. My intention is to rethink the way we relate, engage, and make decisions related to our applications for mining, oil and gas, pipelines, and more. Here is our learning in the past decade in Canada. If you're a proponent, just because you get approval doesn't mean you can proceed. That's right. Just because you get approval doesn't mean you can succeed. And if you're a directly adversely affected landowner, that doesn't mean you will be heard. Both business and landowners too often find our processes and I'm expecting there's many nations around the world, jurisdictions around the world that have these same problems. Our processes diminish respect, trust, innovation, transparency, interests, and collaboration. Now, you'll be soon able to view the video of my talk uh, via my website, davidbsavage.com, and on my YouTube site, Savage Manage. Are you ready to rethink your systems and behaviors? What is your social impact and license to operate? The system serves the system. It doesn't serve business or landowners well. So be careful. Rethink it all. Now we'll go to break. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. 
Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Our next guest is Linda Mathie. I'm just very pleased. Linda has been a good friend of mine for a long time, somebody that uh, I really uh, am mentored by. Uh, Linda is a versatile and conscientious professional with over 30 years of experience in the oil and gas industry and 20 years plus is an independent business owner and entrepreneur. Yay, entrepreneurs. She applies (laughs) solid technical skills and joint ventures, joint venture operations and multitasking, leadership, relationships, mentoring, organization, writing, communication, negotiation, and problem solving. Um, She does develop very effective working relationships. She is well-loved, well-regarded by, it just seems like the the, uh, list is ever-expanding. Linda is president, MGM, MJM, pardon me, MJM Grand Enterprises Limited, and she operates out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Uh, MJM Grand Enterprises is a diversified company that has several subsidiaries, including consulting and publishing. Uh, Linda, what more uh, can you inform our listeners about who you are, what you do, and how they can find you online? Oh, Dave, well, what a beautiful introduction, and thank you so much. It makes me sound really, really old. (laughs) um, I think the the one common factor throughout everything, and I have enjoyed my time in petroleum immensely and in all the other endeavors, the common factor comes back to people and relationships. And that is truly the common thread with which I hope that I I lead my life with and where I put all my appropriate priority. Wow. And and, uh, you're also a published author, a successful author. Tell us a little bit about that venture. Oh, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. It was just, it was, it was fun. It was a passion center. I love to share my table with people that I care about. So I've written three national bestselling cookbooks, And you can find out more about those at www.cookingwithfire.com. So it's all food with attitude, and it's it's really about sharing time and space at the table with people you care about. Yes, literally and metaphorically. Now, Linda, you've been one of the people I reached out to for quotes on my Breakthrough to Yes uh, book that will be published in February. Uh, And you very kindly offered me something that touched my heart. Tell us a little more about that. Which we, I'm sorry, Dave, what, what are you alluding to, that the piece that touched your heart? I'm oh, sorry. Your, your, the contribution you made for my book and the, uh, 
the insight that you're providing with respect to uh, what you'd like to see more of in collaboration. Oh, exactly. Well, what when you asked me for the quote, I was thinking on a on a more, I guess, minute level, on a more micro level. And the more I contemplated what collaboration truly is, and, and you and I were able to collaborate on some brainstorming ideas, things that, that you hadn't perhaps thought of, one of, one of which was when you went out to um, your network and asked for their input to the covers on your book. I thought that was just a wonderful piece of collaboration, a wonderful test group of like-minded individuals that provided enough diverse input. So just little things that I've walked that walk before, and it's, it's such a joy to be able to share some of that knowledge and collaborate with you. So as we've done in many other ventures in petroleum and, and otherwise, we've been able to collaborate, share common themes and ideas. Because I think one of the things that I did say is that collaboration requires a high level of respect for and trust in one another, and that's something that I truly hold in, in very high quantity for you, Dave. I, I highly respect you, and I highly trust you, and that, that's a very critical element in many of our collaborations. Well, very much so, and Linda, you're one of the many people, and special people, that I walk away from a conversation with and think, wow, I knew that, and she brought it to light, she brought it to heart. So thank you. Now, in a recent conversation that you and I had, we were talking about the world of uh, uh, global politics, global, global leadership. You know, there are exactly. things that we want so much more of. What, what can you share with our listeners around the world today, Linda, about what you hope for versus what seems to be most common? Certainly, I'd love to expand on that. What I've been thinking a lot about, especially in anticipation of this conversation, Dave, is right now, and I don't mean to time stamp where we are at this moment, but we're right in the thrust of political, bipartisan and tripartisan arguments, one-upmanship in both the United States and Canada. And What's really occurred to me, I was thinking of collaboration when we first started talking on a smaller level. I'm now thinking about collaboration on a much larger level. I'm thinking that if, if our politicians and if, if the leaders in our countries focused more on the big picture and the real issues, released their egos stopped playing their try or bipartisan politics and really worked towards a solution that I honestly believe that we could impact significant improvement, change, and betterment in areas like the economy, poverty, crime, employment and unemployment, health care, social issues of all sorts, immigration, what's happening right now in the United States with Mexico, uh, education, which has become such a critical, critical piece around the world. If our leaders could just focus on solving the problems instead of pointing fingers at one another and one-upmanship, I think we have so much brilliance in those people that we could actually, actually do some good if they worked together and stepped out of their ego. Yes. 
Now, Linda, you have a very special perspective because you have your heart in Mexico, you have your heart in the United States of America, and you have your heart in Canada. Now, That's really true. You, you are uh, you're given a very wide and international perspective. Uh, as we close out this interview, with that in mind, Linda... What's one thing that you wish our listeners to become more aware of to uh, challenge themselves on? The piece that, I, that I've come to in contemplating more about collaboration, it is about trust, it is about respect, but more importantly, and I think the only way we can get to true and effective collaboration is if people work towards something bigger than themselves and literally leave their egos at the door. Thank you so much, Linda Mathy, a great friend, mentor, and an international entrepreneur. Thanks, Linda. Thank you so much, Dave. What a pleasure. Today we've explored some of the collaborative wisdom of Vicki Winterton, Tara Russell, Stephen Smith, Linda Mathy. Key messages today included, one, learn to listen at several levels to understand what is really going on. Two, create social, sustainable social impact models by collaborating with people, governments, and corporations who you can align through social impact visions. This is a strategic impact and your human impact journey. Collaboration requires a high level of respect and trust. Walk your talk every day. That's right, every day. You know, they, this is so important. And next week's guests on our radio show and podcast, this will be show number 11 of our 15-week series. They are Dana Mize. Dana has walked farther than any man. He's walked the Trans-Canada Trail from the Atlantic to the Pacific to the Arctic. We will have Deanne Turner of Chick-fil-A, VP Human Resources. We will have Teresa de, de Grosbois. And with those people, we are so fortunate. And pardon me, I skipped over. Teresa is a four-time best-selling author now. Deanne Turner is a first-time best-selling author. And also we have Doreen Liberto Blanc of San Luis Obispo of Earth Designs. So thank you, everyone. Now collaborate. Thanks for tuning in this week to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Your host, David B. Savage, invites you to join us again for another engaging episode next Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a breakthrough week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.